The mules are in the corral. Welcome to Mule Talk, and I'm Cindy K. Roberts, your host. On this episode of Mule Talk, we are going to visit with mule trainer and clinician Ty Evans. And Ty has been touring all year, and he just came back. Ty, thanks for coming on to Mule Talk. Hey, thanks, Cindy. I appreciate you inviting me on here. I I listen to the podcast myself when I'm trucking down the road, so I've uh, heard quite a few of your episodes, actually. Oh, well, good. Yeah, I see you have a podcast. Oh, that's really cool. Um, So I feel like I'm talking to a rock star because you just came back from tour. You've been touring all year. (laughs) (laughs) Well... It, it's not quite that glamorous. Well, <laughs> that's right, that's right. So tell me, uh, your wife and your, your children travel with you. Yeah, yeah, we go with the family, and uh, it, that makes all the difference in the world for me, having my family with me. Um, Sky is the backbone of everything. Um, I couldn't do it without her, for sure. She's, she does a lot, and lots of behind-the-scenes behind things that people don't think about. She's right there, and uh, yeah, it's a blessing to be able to go with my family. Oh, that's wonderful. And, okay, so your children are like, they're homeschooled, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I have two daughters, Ellie and Swayze. Ellie is eight years old, and Swayze's six. And, yeah, Sky homeschools both of them, and uh, it's kind of handy because, uh, you know, we're not tied down with a traditional school schedule, so, um, you know, they they do a few hours of school work every day and then they go ride their mules or ride their bikes or or hang out with the people that are there at the clinics or whatever. Yeah, Ellie's quite the entrepreneur. She, she'll clean stalls for people and she uh, draws pictures for people and um, takes care of dogs. And so, yeah, they're, they're busy kids. Uh, but the homeschool thing has, has, has been real helpful for the type of life that we live for sure. So, how much does Ellie charge to clean a stall? I think she charges a dollar a stall. Pretty reasonable. <laughs> I like that kid. <laughs> yeah, she, she's a hard worker. She really is. And, uh, and Swayze, uh, she, she just has quite imagination. She loves to play and she loves animals. So, she's, you know, the people that have been coming to clinics for years, they kind of know that Swayze likes the, the puppies and the dogs. And so... She'll she'll often get hired to babysit the dog during the while the participants in the clinic. So they're they're fun kids. Oh wow, that is so neat. So tell me, when you're on the road like that, it has to be kind of draining sometimes. Do you ever get to rest? Well, you know, uh, if if I didn't love the meals and the people so much, it it sure could could get draining. You know, the hard the hard part of being on the road is just that being on the road. Um, I always joke with people. I say, "Hey, I'm a, I'm a truck driver for a living. I just do clinics on the on the weekends." <laughs> so, um, and and that's really what it is. You know, the the driving is tough, and the world is is a tough place to be out there. And when you get out there in the real world, it's it's uh, yeah, it, it was eye opening when I started traveling. You know, we've been doing clinics nine years, going on ten years now, and uh, it was eye opening when I got out of my little bubble of Utah here. Um, but it, you know, it, it's fun. We, you know, the clinic is usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And on Sunday we, we try to find a church to attend and we kind of take it as a day of rest. We usually drive Mondays and Tuesdays if it takes two days to get there or whatever. And, and then, uh, we'll have a day where we go to town, we go to the feed store, we go to the grocery store, we go find a laundromat and then, uh, 
you know, Wednesday night, check people in for the clinic and start over again. Wow, so that's, that's really neat. Kind of the routine. When you're working with people and their mules, have you ever come across where a mule was mismatched with its owner? Oh yeah, you know, all, all the time. And um, it's a difficult position for me to be in. Uh, that's my least favorite position to be in is uh, when I see that because, um, you know, it, it seems like some people are, uh, they, they would just love me to tell them they're not a good match. <laughs> they're just waiting for me to confirm it. And then other people are surprised uh, to hear that sometimes, you know. Um, but but I'm, always a, I'm always a fan of, of the person doing their best. So if, if somebody has a meal that's real tough and they have the heart and the backbone and they're willing to gain the knowledge to, to help that mule, mm-hmm. I'm all about it. I'll, I'll help them. Um, but, but sometimes it is just a, a, a bad match. You know, the other thing, one of my friends, uh, Nancy Baldock, she said something one time, and I, it was the first time I'd ever heard anybody say it like this, but uh, she said, you know, sometimes the, the human is just not the best human for that mule. That's right. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I always thought about it the other way around. I always thought, well, the mule's not good for that human. But, but sometimes the human's not good for that mule. And that's a tough one to share with people, too, because, you know, for the people that aren't getting along with their mules, sometimes there is a better mule out there for them. But sometimes there's a better human out there for that meal, too. And that's a tough one. That's a tough one to, to tell somebody. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm there to help. Uh, that's my job. It, it, it is, I'm not there to sell meals or buy meals or anything. Uh, I'm there to help them, help their meal to be the best that their meal can be. And I stick to that because that's, that's what I do. That's, I, I admire you for that. What is the most challenging situation that you had to work with? Oh, shoot. Um, you kind of got me on the spot on that one. I, there's there's lots of been lots of moments that have been real challenging. Um, you know, these days, there's less and less surprises. Like I said, we've, we've been going down the road almost 10 years coming up next spring. And, you know, when I first started out, everything was a surprise, you know. But now now I don't get worked up hardly at all about things. A lot of things just don't faze me anymore, uh, but they used to. You know, but j- just recently, and I I was in oh, Indiana. I forget which state. I've been to so many states this year, I can't remember. Uh, Indiana, there was a mule there that was, that was really dragging uh, the human around, you know, in, in the foundation class, and it was right at the beginning of class, and and another lady was having trouble with her mule too. So there's kind of two that are having some difficulties, and I I began helping the one with her mule a little bit, and I don't like to get hands on with people's mule life. I'm not there to to train anybody's mule. I'm there to help the human, and I've try, I've really had to try to wean myself off from 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 working with every mule. You know, when I first started doing clinics, I used to work with every mule there. And now I really try hard to just teach. Right. And not to, not to jump in because, you know, when they go home, they're on their own. They don't have me there to do it for them. So I'm, I'm trying to be better about that. But, you know, I, I had to get hands on with, with, with one mule. And, and as I'm working with this mule, this other mule's over there dragging her human around. And <laughs> the halter's about to fall off. And I said, hey, you're... I kind of see that from my eyes. I say, hey, you, you need to get that halter up a little, a little higher. That halter is about to fall off. And so <laughs> she proceeds to undo the halter, and now the mule's really dragging her around. And, and uh, there's another fellow there in the clinic, and he goes in there to help uh, 
do this halter up on this mule because now it's, I mean, she doesn't have it tied up anymore. Now it's coming off. So <laughs> he gets in there, and this mule just totally smashes him against the fence. And, I mean, really freight trains him into the fence, and, and they're, both, they're both hanging off the mule's head. And anyways, I had to give the mule I was working with back to the owner and go in there and, and try to rescue these two now. And, you know, I, um, situations like that come up, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just a matter of trying to be organized in the way I present things and, and uh, try to read the situation better. You know, that was the most recent troubling thing we've had. I, you know, try to keep my cool when um, somebody does have a wreck uh, or, or have a real problem, you know, at my clinic, uh, what I, most of the wreck happened on the lunch break. Uh, I get most of my anxiety during the lunch break because I don't know what's happening in the arena. And sometimes I don't dare look. (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm, you know, I'm sitting in the trailer eating my sandwich or something. I'm like, Oh no, I hope everything's good out there. But you know, there's a lot of wrecks that happen on the lunch break. And then you know, when I when I come back out and begin my class again, having to help those individuals, um, and uh, you know, or, or in the middle of, of some of these these things, trying to just stay really calm because that's they need that example. If I go out there and I get real worked up about it, it's just like the mules. If you if you're working with a mule and you get real riled about the situation, um, and, and your heart rate is up and your breathing is up and and uh, you know that's not going to help help the mule either. You know, and it's the same thing with people. It doesn't help them. So I try to be a real calm, quiet presence as, as best as I can, and it seems to help both the mule and the human. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The days are getting shorter, and that means cooler temperatures. That's why I added the Rendezvous to my saddle wardrobe. The Rendezvous is a fuzzy butt with leg attachments to keep you warm in the saddle. The Rendezvous is made from merino wool, the fleeces are imported from Australia, and the Rendezvous is American-made. Many colors are available to complete your trail riding look. Remember, you have an image to keep while in the saddle. Make it a rustic and cool look with the rendezvous attached to your saddle. You and your horse will look awesome. And what a perfect gift item for Christmas. The rendezvous and fuzzy butts are available only at the White Horse Trading Post. They are on Facebook. Call Debbie Dill at 573-378-0153. We're back talking with Ty Evans. You know, um, I know guys are not big on writing a journal, but... Do you keep a diary by chance? You know, uh, I don't call it a diary because I, I like to be a bit more masculine than that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do, yeah, I do keep a, I do keep a, a journal. Okay. Um, I, in fact, I got, I got a lot of them, and you know, my journals are, you know, when I was training for the public, um, they used to consist of what I did with the mule that day. I used to write down in detail um, how the mule did. And, and uh, you know what we worked on, and you know these days since I just ride my own and and then just do clinics. You know I, I might write an experience that happened here or there in a clinic, but a lot of mine is notes, things that I learned that day, um, things that come up. You know it's it's pretty cool being able to work with so many animals or be in the presence of so many animals. You know this year we've had I think uh, somewhere between 
between six and seven hundred mules, horses, and donkeys come through the classes. Man, you know, with that many, you, you just can't help but learn and be better. Um, and so I take a lot of notes. You know, I, I, I try to be the best student um, that I can be in my own in my own clinics. Uh, like I said, with that many mules coming through, if you're not getting better, you're not paying attention. Um, and so I try to be better. That way, whatever clinic I'm going to next week, I'll be better there than I was the week before. And so I write, I write anything down that I hear, things that I learn, and things that come to mind, and, and experiences. So yeah, I do keep a journal. Oh wow, yeah, that is, that's so neat. Uh, what about donkeys? I mean, do you get donkeys that come to your clinic? Yeah, we do. You know, I, I, uh, you know, obviously, I primarily, you know, advertise our clinics, uh, you know, as as mule clinics, uh, mulemanship clinics, rather. But you know. Uh, it's all the same. You know, we work with the donkeys the same way, we work with the horses the same way. One of my favorite quotes was, is from Tom Dorrance, and he says, you know, you have to treat the mule the way you should treat the horse. And uh, I'm sure if he would have worked with some donkeys, and maybe he did, he would have said the same thing about the donkeys, too. We, you know, this year, I, uh, I had more donkeys ever this year uh, than before, and I probably had, I probably had 30 or 40 donkeys this year come into classes. So not, not a lot in comparison to the mules and the horses, but, uh, but, but a few, you know. And I, I really love the donkeys, and I really believe if, if, you, can, if you can get along pretty well with a donkey, and, and you, you get along all right, and you can help that donkey too, figure out what you want it to do, then you'll get along with the mule and the horse just easy, um, really easily, because you know, the donkeys are so analytical. They, they really want to think about what it is that is that's happening in the world around them. Uh, you know, they don't have the, the amazing flight ability that a horse has. They, you know, a horse can really run. You know, a horse can get out there and if they get scared. You know, I'm here in Utah. We've got a lot of wild horses and a lot of wild donkeys here. You know, these horses get scared and, and shoot, they'll run for, I mean, they might run for, for 10 miles. And then they forget why they're running and they stop and eat some grass. Well, you know, out here you come run to these donkeys and you can get, shoot, I've been within 50 yards of some of these wild donkeys, uh, really close, just watching them. And they're just fine. They're just sitting there. But maybe you step one step toward them and they take one step back. You know, they don't go into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't go into that flight like, uh, like a horse does. You know, and so when you're working with them, um, I feel like a lot of people like with the horses, uh, and, and sometimes the mules. You know, and I'm not saying that's how you should do it, but unfortunately, you can. You can kind of, you can kind of spook a horse into into performing something for you, into to moving, to going faster. You know, uh, turning. You can kind of spook them into it. You know, the donkey just doesn't work that way. You just can't spook them into moving. You you just can't hustle them into, you know, getting something done. You know, you just can't rush them into the horse trailer, for example. You know, they want to analyze, they want to check things out, and and I found that, you know, the more I study these donkeys, the the better I am with the mules. Uh, I think it's important to get along with mules. I think you got to get along with donkeys and horses pretty good because that's what the mules made of. And the more we can understand those two, the better we can be with our mules. That is so true. And donkeys are really gaining in popularity. Yeah, they are. They are. I see more and more of them. Like I said, I've had more donkeys this year 
in the clinics than I ever have in the past. And you know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people find interest in them. You know, they're 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 a different critter. You know, and and they fit a they fit a certain type of lifestyle. And uh, you know, it depends on what you want to do. But they make really good trail animals. And uh, yeah, they're they're pretty cool critters. I see you. You already have uh, clinics lined up for next year. Yeah, yeah. Our our 2022 schedule is now up on the website, and you know I'm already booking for 2023, and and uh, it's it's crazy to think ahead that far, but I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Oh wow! And you you've been to Australia? Yeah, we've been to Australia a couple of times. Uh, we went in uh, let's see, I think it's 2018 and 2019. We flew down there, and I was scheduled for it in 2020 but with all the stuff going on they got canceled and then again i was scheduled to be there this year uh, i should be there i should be there about right now and it got canceled as well so uh, i don't know when i'll be going back um but it was sure a, a cool experience you know down the, down there they have the australian stock horse and it's a it's similar to our quarter horse that we have here in the united states you know um, a lot of the stuff, some of the same blood, but, but, but a little different. And, you know, they got these Australian stock mules down there, and they're, they're really good mules. Uh, I enjoyed working with them when I was down there. And, and uh, yeah, it, it was a great time. The people are really happy people down there, and I love a happy human, you know. Um, and they're, they're happy people down there. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're jokers. They're, they're smart alecks down there. You know, and they they like to they like to harass you. And uh, the, when I when I flew in there, uh, when 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 my friend picked me up from the airport, she says, "Just so you know, these people are really gonna gonna heckle you. They're gonna tease you, but but that's okay because that means they like you. And if, if they're not teasing you, that means they don't like you." <laughs> so, so the the whole the first two days I was just hoping somebody would tease me so I knew somebody liked me while I was down there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> you know, and they and they did tease me. They did tease me. Uh, you know, I, uh, I I don't drink alcohol, and they they knew about it. Uh, they knew I didn't drink, and we went to a we went to a pub for dinner, and and this fella there who was really. Uh, uh, a heckler, you know, he was a, just a funny guy. He was trying to get me to drink uh, a drink called sarsaparilla. And down there they say sarsaparilla. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that sounded awfully alcoholic to me, you know. Uh, I never heard of sarsaparilla here, especially not in Utah. And uh, he's trying to get me to drink it. And, and he, he, he's really trying to convince me that there's no alcohol. And, but I just don't believe him because he's been teasing me the whole time, you know. Right. Uh, and teasing me, teasing me about not drinking. And uh, anyways, I, I finally said, okay, okay, I'll try it. I, I'll try it. And I took a sip of it and I said, oh, man, th th this is root beer. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, they don't call it root beer down there. They say, he said, no, nah, mate, that, that's sarsaparilla. That's not root beer. <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and I said, no, this is, this is root beer. And anyways, we argued back and forth. And finally, somebody that had been to the state said, okay, in, in the U.S., they call it root beer. In Australia, we call it sarsaparilla. And so we got lined out. So sure enough, it wasn't uh, it wasn't alcoholic. But they do like to joke down there, and and they're happy people, and they got a lot of good meals down there, and 
it's pretty fun. I, I enjoyed my experience in Australia. <laughs> that sounds exciting. So what is a vacation like to you? Uh, a vacation for me, um, you know, it, it might sound surprising, Cindy, but it, it's just riding my mule some more. <laughs> uh, working on my own mules. You know, I'm, I'm home now. Uh, you know, we, like I so said, we just finished up our fall tour. We've been gone two and a half months. And I get home and I got all these youngsters here that need to be rode. So I, I get home and I, I go play with my own mules. And that's my opportunity to work and play on my own. I do like to pack. And, you know, what my favorite thing to do is to rope. I really like ranch roping. And, uh, you know, a lot of my friends here locally, they, they know when I'm home, they see the rig in the driveway and they'll call me and say, hey, I, why don't you come help me? We've got a, we got a bull out over here. we got some calves that need, uh, we need to brand. And that's in the spring, usually. It's the branding time. And so I, I really enjoy ranch work, really enjoy packing. You know, I'm here in Utah. You know, Utah is, I can't remember, it's like 60-something 60, 60 percent, maybe more than that, uh, public ground. So... We have so much country here to ride, a lot of trails and a lot of places to pack. And I like to fly fish. And um, so, uh, but you know, when you do something you really love, you really don't need a vacation from it. And I really enjoy working with the mules, and I and I do love helping people too. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't really look forward to a, a vacation. I don't really look forward to being done. In fact, when we finish up with the clinics for the year, um, it, it, it's bittersweet. It's nice that I do look forward to going home. Um, I, you know, we we all miss being home, but at the same time, I it's like, well, I well, I don't have another clinic for two months now or three months now, and and uh, so I don't necessarily look forward to a vacation. It's all just life to me, and I enjoy it. Oh, that's wonderful. That is that's truly amazing, and and you're such a remarkable person because you you have these qualities to you that enable you to work with people and their mules and the outcome is always positive you have a website right the website is tsmule.com and on there we have our uh we have our our clinic uh schedule but you know even better than that we got uh we got a whole bunch of articles on there training articles that are free um we have a link to our we have a podcast too uh called everyday mealmanship and there's links to that, and um, we have a video library to help people, and there's links to that as well on the website. So I saw that. I, that really is that's really interesting, and uh, I didn't see any t-shirts or sweatshirts. I mean, you you <laughs> should have something about tie ovens, you know, and then make a statement. I'm sure you're going to come up with some kind of quote that's just going to stick with you. Yeah, oh shoot, uh, we we, uh, we yeah we we kind of don't really get into selling a lot of things um you know we we do sky likes to sell some shirts at, at the clinics and some things and some hats and stuff but you know my my main business is is education i'm there to, to teach but yeah you're right folks do like to have a shirt or something to take home to remember the event you know and, yeah. and i understand that and, so you do so, have shirts right yeah yeah oh. we just sell them at the clinic so okay very um, cool very cool yeah. Well, Ty, I want to thank you for coming on the Mule Talk, and I wish you all the best, and uh, you guys are amazing, and I look yeah. forward to talking to you again. Yeah. So, best, yeah, thank you. best of luck to you, and I I want to meet your children someday, and I, 
especially that little Ellie that's charging people so that she can clean their stalls. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, well, you know, you, you, you have met him. I think you met him at, the, at those, those uh, training competitions that I was in. You know, you think you, you met him there, but they're just little. They're just little, so. Oh, yeah, that but was the I, American Mule Trainers Challenge, and that was in New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Thank you for having me on, Cindy. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, anytime you want to chat mules, uh, just give me a call. I I'd will. Do it. Okay. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or a sponsor, send me an email, cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, at everycowgirlsdream.com. Gotta go. My mule is looking for me. Meal Talk is an Every Cowgirl's Dream production.